because most of us really don't know what joy is. And I love what Apostle said. He said, it is really good to get in and study each of the fruits so that you understand the fruit of the Spirit. And you can examine your heart to find out if you are walking in the Spirit. Because if you are walking in the Spirit, you will possess the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I was born Joyce Elizabeth Ross, which means joyful woman devoted to God. Well, I was born Powell, but I am Ross. <laughs> so I'm Ross now. But I was dancing one day and just really, I felt the fire of God because I was not, bur I was not burning, but I was hot. So hot that I was just, I was like, man, if I could just not be hot, but the heat was just like I was in a furnace, but I was not burning. And the next thing you know, I was on the floor. Service had proceeded on without me, and a woman came over and she spoke over me that God had healed me and was giving me uh, a new a new mantle and a new identity. But what she didn't know is the Lord was speaking to me on the inside. He was saying to me, I am joy and I call you joy, which is your original name. And you will find your purpose in joy. See, my father named me Joyce after his sister, who called me her favorite niece. But you wouldn't have known it. I didn't know her. She didn't return my call. She didn't come around me. And she just kind of didn't seem like she was interested. So I couldn't identify with her as my favorite aunt or her favorite niece. But as I grew in the Lord, which is different than being in church, because I have been in church all my life, as I grew in the Lord and I overcame depression, which is a spirit that will haunt you even when you're free from it, I began to understand that God said my name was Joy because the enemy is an oppressor. And he called me to come against the works of the enemy. And if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then greater works are we supposed to do than he did. Because if Christ is in you, the hope of his glory, then you possess his spirit and you have the fruit. So, I'm going to start with a little educational, um, a little education. I, I went into the Greek because I just, I just had to know what joy meant according to the fruit of the Spirit. So, joy translates to a word that's pronounced karia. It means 
cheer or cheerful, calm delight. I said, woo, calm delight, calm, calm. I am not always very calm, you guys. But everybody knows me to be this bubbly, joyful person, bringing in the joy. But that's just an expression. But joy comes from the inside. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit works in the inside. It has nothing to do with what's going on on the outside of us. So I, I looked up calm, because I just love to, to look at the definitions that we read. So that was the Greek, because that is the language that the New Testament was written in, and that is through the concordance for those that don't know how to do that. So I'm not trying to be about hermetics, herm, her, hermeneutics. I just want to make sure we understand the right context. Because joy and rejoice are mentioned over 430 times in the Bible. But I think it's interesting that joy and rejoice go hand in hand. Okay? So, calm, not showing any feeling or nervousness, nor anger or strong emotions. Absent of violent or confrontational activity within a place or group. So you guys just kind of put all these definitions on the shelf. Delight, remember, calm delight. Please greatly take pleasure in, for example, they delighted in listening to them sing to delight, to be greatly pleased. So what I received in that is that joy is actually a place of contentment. Not that you're not concerned, not that you don't care, but that you're content. You are fully satisfied. And what goes along with joy is all the fruit of the Spirit. Because joy will help you with love, love first, attain all of the fruit of the Spirit. The Word of God talks about our joy being made complete and the fullness of joy. One of the scriptures that I have try to walk by and walk in because I, I am so not all the way there is there is fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. And if you begin to look at all the references toward joy, it points you to the Lord, to God. Like one of my favorite scriptures is the joy of the Lord is my strength. So sometimes, I don't know if you've ever met people that have had a lot of trial and tribulation, but they still keep going. Yes. You know, isn't it funny that the world wants to say something's wrong with them? And some of us too, we want to wonder why they don't, they, they, they're still coming, they're going to church, they're going to work. Oh, you came to work the next day? But there is something on the inside 
that can only be attained by the Holy Ghost. See, when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when we really receive him, when we have a conversion, when we make a decision, even if you don't speak in tongues, Apostle talked about this a few weeks ago, his spirit comes inside of you. And all of a sudden, as you learn and grow and abide in him, you begin to have things drop off of you. Things that used to upset you don't upset you anymore. Things that used to stop you from opening your mouth and speaking that gentle, kind word, giving that right, all of a sudden you want to do it. All of a sudden you feel some kind of way when you're selfish. You feel some kind of way when you walk out that door and you heard pray for her. But see, joy, joy is about trusting God. Now, it was very interesting as I looked at joy and the word rejoice. And this brings me back to a powerful word that we were meditating on um, few months ago, over the summer, I could actually tell you what it is because my phone is asking me for my security code, and that is Philippians 4, 1 through 6. Now that seems to be something that the Holy Spirit has just been pounding in my head, a passage that I've been familiar with most of my life, but for such a time as this, God wants to manifest himself in his people so that we are walking the walk. So that it's not just about going to church on Sunday, giving my offerings, and showing up. It's more than showing up. It's what is in the inside of you that will produce joy. That even when you should be angry, you can't be. Or even if you get angry, he says, be angry and sin not. So he never told you not to be angry, but it's what you do with that anger. Amen. See, anger made Jesus Christ turn the tables upside down when they were merchandising in the courtroom of the synagogue. And it was somewhat violent behavior, but you know, it was righteous indignation but it didn't take away his joy. So we can pause on that. What motivates your anger? What motivates how we respond to situations? And how do we obtain joy? Well, I mentioned salvation, receiving Jesus Christ, but then we have to embrace the very Holy Spirit that he gave us. Oh, when he ascended into the heavens, he told his disciples, hey, I am gonna leave you with another. I'm going on, I'm taking my position at the right hand of the Father. I am leaving you with all that you need. I'm leaving you with another, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth who convicts us of righteousness, who sanctifies us, who keeps us, keeps us in peace, who gives us joy, 
joy, unspeakable joy. Not just the expression of joy, not jumping around, being excited, having fun like we do at the football game. So as I began to really look at this, I said, Lord, but how do we really keep this joy that we seem to, it's like we vacillate. We're joyful, then we're not joyful. I mean, we feel it, and then we don't feel it. Well, I'd like to take you to this packet passage in, and actually it'd be great if somebody can go to it for me, in John the 15, John 15. Somebody can start by reading verse four, John 15. Y'all know I like audience participation. Stop right there. So we can't bear fruit unless we remain in me. And this was Jesus speaking. Go ahead and, and read on. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. You guys following this so far? So in verse 7, which is another translation, and I'm only going to say that because it uses another word. If you abide in me. Can everybody say that? If we abide in him. He's talking about himself. He's talking about Jesus. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So we have to embrace the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and we have to abide in him. We have to spend time in the word. That's why in Romans it says renew your mind daily. Because your mind will psych you out so that you can't have joy. So you can't walk in joy. See if you have it but you choose not to walk in it because we have it because we have a spirit. But if you choose not to walk in it it's because you haven't made a decision to cast down those vain imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of the word of God and bring it captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. We must be militant in this thing, disciplined in this thing, focused that his joy is our strength. He placed it in us when we received him. Now I'm going to go to this, this um, passage that's going to bring us down to another, another um, place. It's in Philippians. I didn't forget about that. So I'd like Pastor Erica, if she can, to go to Philippians 
one, I mean four, one through six. I had so many scriptures. Now when you go and look up in the Greek the word rejoice, it talks about cheerfulness. It doesn't say expressions of joy, cheerfulness, um, calmly desires. It's a very similar definition. And even though they have two different Greek definitions, joy is a noun, rejoice is a verb. But they are pretty much married together. And something really, I was really enlightened by this. As I begin to understand why the Lord has kept me in Philippians. Would you read um, the first verse? Philippians 4, 1. Would you read the first verse? telling them to rejoice to the next thing. He says, the Lord is here. Basically what he's saying is, the Lord is here. Rejoice, he's here. Go ahead and read the next part. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Now, isn't it understanding, I mean, interesting that he says rejoice and then says be anxious for nothing? What he's really saying is rejoice. I am here. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoice. Why are you worried? What are you worried about? Rejoice. Have joy. Have joy. It's like, you know I'm going to do it. Me. Just ask me what you will. But if you're anxious, I can't even hear you. Because that means you don't even trust me. Anxiety is a pure expression of distrust in a system, in a thing, in a person or place. Anxiety means I don't know what's going to happen next. But 
He's letting us know that when your joy is complete, you're not anxious. Remember calm, not nervous. Look, not a tight. Oh my God, I, man, I, I got some revelations for me. Because even though I walk around always saying, I trust you, Lord, I trust you, Lord. That very affirmation has caused my faith and my trust in God to grow. But we're so, we're so fearful that if the little critter run across the kitchen floor, we holler. You know what my husband does? He says, get up out of here. You don't belong in here. He takes authority over that critter because God gave him that dominion in the earth. And when Jesus came, he restored it. So I submit to you that joy is an inevitable fruit that we will possess if we abide in him. If we stay in his word. If we worship him and look, enter his gates with thanksgiving. See, you can't even really understand gratitude without joy. You think you're grateful, but you're not because you're really worried on the other side. Romans 15, 13. I believe I'm going to close out with this. I don't know how much time I have because I haven't seen my husband doing no fingers or anything. <laughs> you guys, I want you to know this lesson taught me. I'm going to close out with two things. And before I go to Romans 15, 13, but please turn to it. As you continue on in the passage that we started in John, and I, I really want to share this because I love what Minister Anita said when she said, love is the base. Yes, Without love, none of, it, none of it is even real. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like a figment of your imagination. You think you're there, but you're not there if you don't have love. Love trumps racism. Love trumps hatred. Love trumps every form of prejudice every form of division known to mankind. Love. Love. This passage at the, in um, John 14, I'm going down to 9, says, it talks about love and joy perfected. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in love. Now, I want you to know he's talking about the new commandments that he released in the New Testament that said to love your neighbor as yourself and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Okay. It says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. 
So see, we can, that joy thing can, we can be emptied of it. We have to stay in his presence. We have to stay in the word. So Romans 15, 13, and this is how we know that God can fulfill that joy for us. Who has that and wants to read it? Joy, Holy Spirit. Joy, Holy Spirit. I encourage you all to go pick up a concordance. You can even get one on the app online and look up every scripture regarding joy and rejoicing. And oh yes, dancing is an expression of joy. But if you're dancing and you have not the fruit of joy, then you can't even understand why you're dancing. Clap your hands, O ye people. There's all these scriptures through the book of Psalms about how we can express ourselves in praise and worship. Sometimes we come in here, and this is not just this house, this is everywhere, and we struggle to get into the presence of the Lord and worship him because we don't have the fruit of joy. It has to be, it has to be pure and full. So with that in mind, I end with that. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And what's that last part about the Holy Spirit, Derek? Say it louder, because I my phone keeps going black. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you can't even abound in hope without joy, but you can't have joy without the Holy Spirit. And our strength comes from the joy of the Lord. So with that in mind, thank you for allowing me to share. This message truly was enlightening to me. And thank God for the opportunity to share.